Welcome to 6-Minute Stories, where you hear the writing of new voices and experienced writers whose submissions appear in the anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Now in Season 7, you will hear stories from our 8th collection, Lost and Found. Find links to 6-Minute Stories and to the Personal Story Publishing Project at randalljones.com. Everybody loves a good story. We hope you enjoy this one. This story is read by the author. Pop the Kettle On by Rosemary Harrington In 1958, in England, I was seven years old, and I was allowed to make tea as I was able to reach the gas burner on the hob. My mother and her best friend, Daisy, would supervise, seated at the wooden kitchen table that stood under a generous picture window looking out to the garden. I would gingerly open the tea caddy and spoon loose tea, one teaspoonful for each person, into the teapot. After I poured the boiling water into the brown betty, I would cover the pot with a hand-knitted tea cosy, which would keep the beverage hot I retrieved the tea strainer from a drawer and held the strainer over each cup to catch the leaves. I delicately poured the tea into floral cups with matching rose saucers on which rested teaspoons to stir the beverage. My preference was tea with two sugars and milk. My mother liked lashes of milk. Daisy had a penchant for strong tea with heaps of sugar. I was squashed into the corner of the table by the window sill. I sipped my sweet hot tea and eavesdropped on my mother and Daisy's endless commiserations about their husband's shortcomings. I received an education in relationships and decided then and there I would never marry or worse be beholden to a male of the species. Whenever strife presented itself within family and friends, the problem was resolved with a cup of tea. When Daisy confronted her unfaithful husband Jack in our kitchen, between sobs Daisy kept repeating the word philanderer. My mother insisted, We must all calm down and have a cup of tea. The potion must have worked, for Daisy and Jack survived 60 years of sometimes wedded bliss. We lived in a basement flat which was part of the railway station. Friends would kill time before catching a train up to London and drop by for a cup of tea and conversation with Gwen, my mother. Gwen embraced the chatter and gossip as long as their points of view aligned with hers. Every Thursday for 40 years, my mother served tea to Mr. Seymour. Mr. Seymour worked as an official for the railway and was assigned to take care of my mother after she was widowed. He continued that duty way past his retirement. Mr. Seymour was six foot two inches tall immaculately attired in a blue pinstripe Savile Rose suit, a starched white shirt, 
conservative blue tie and shoes that mirrored ceiling lights. His hair was a silver mane and his eyes steely blue. In his youth, he had been a ballet dancer, then a fighter with Lawrence of Arabia riding a camel into battle. He followed this, joining the British Navy during World War I. He could not swim, and when his boat was torpedoed, he clung to a rock for eleven hours until he was rescued. My mother and I were a captive audience listening to his stories and adventures. I do believe that Mr. Seymour was secretly enamoured of my mother. Gwen was a blousy, blonde intellectual who had fallen in social standing due to her second marriage and the war. Gwen had many admirers as she was outspoken, especially her mantra of women can do anything. During my childhood, I concocted never-ending cups of tea for visitors to Stanmore Station. Pop the kettle on, darling, was the resounding request from my mother. When my mother died in 1993 of a brain tumour in hospital during visiting hours, the herd nurse popped her head through the blue-striped cotton privacy curtains surrounding my mother's bed and body. Let me make you a cup of tea, love, in my office. The head nurse made the tea, handed me a chipped cup as my tears diluted the brew. In 1970, when I emigrated to the United States, I forsook tea. Good black tea was difficult to procure, and I wanted to assimilate into the culture, and as it is today, a cup of joe is a mainstay of the American diet. In the late 80s, I married an Englishman. We had met in Arizona, and we serendipitously both originate from the same village in the home country. Tea became a staple of our daily lives. Every afternoon around four or five o'clock, we gather as a family. My youngest daughter, who is decades older than seven, is requested to pop the kettle on. Either my husband or I will complete the task of making the tea with Yorkshire Gold Tea, which is now sold in bags. Our teapot is clad in a quilted tea cosy to keep it warm. I insist my tea is strong with a splash of milk, without sugar. Each family member has a spode teacup. We assemble in the living room, sip our tea, and talk about our day. I am grateful I rediscovered my taste for tea. Copyright 2023, Rosemary Harrington. Rosemary is originally from England. She now resides in Wilmington, North Carolina. Rosemary is on the board of Port City Playwrights. Her background is in theater. Currently, her play Six Seconds is in pre-production and will be staged in November 2023. Rosemary recently received an Arts Council grant to produce an audio recording of Six Seconds, which will be available on YouTube. 
Rosemary is inspired by her five muses and nine grand muses. They all enjoy a cup of British tea in the afternoon. Read more about this writer and background on this story in a special feature of Six Minute Stories called Author's Talk. Thank you for listening to another Six Minute Story. You can read them all in the eight anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Find the link to our online store at randalljones.com. That's R-A-N-D-E-L-L jones.com. There you can learn about submitting your own story for consideration for our next Personal Story Publishing Project. And remember, everybody loves a good story.